All right, well, we're live. There you are. What's up? Joint uh, fun football podcast and shots on the sideline episode. And yeah, we got Joe. Joe, you're, Joe you're, you're, there you go. Yeah, I had it muted on purpose. You had to do a dad thing. <laughs> Doing the dad thing and also, you know, like give you a chance to run your intro and stuff like that. Oh, true, true. All right, so what we're going to be doing today, folks, is this is uh, going to be a debut of the Blitzing the Blind Side panel cast that we're going to be doing with myself, Med. Uh, we got Isaac. We got Joseph, who, the Raiders fan, Joe, uh, from the F- Frozen Tundra podcast. And we will also pop- possibly get AK from the Millie Goats. So we're going to be doing some things where we're going to be talking a little bit playoff football, some potential coach landings and everything. Uh, who could be our most disappointing team. Someone already said Boo Raiders. Uh, with a whole bunch <laughs> of people have an idea who that is. So, uh, guys, let's go and get started. Isaac, you want to tee us off? I, I'm not surprising anybody here. Uh, you know what? Actually, instead of Packers, I'm very excited. We get, we're going to talk a lot of Packers. I'm hoping Frozen Tundra hops on, so we might have to do it early. I think, I think we gotta talk this Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, Belichick coaching. Um, yeah. I'm gonna shock you guys because I mean, like that. Just the fact that those three are available. I didn't expect Nick Saban to walk away. I expected Belichick to happen, but the Pete Carroll one was kind of a bomb. Did you guys really see that coming? Joe, you go. Well, Joe's on. No, I, I actually didn't. I didn't see the Pete Carroll thing coming. Um, but then again, you could turn around and you could say that the Pete Carroll thing has kind of been coming for a few years now. You know, I mean, in hindsight, in hindsight, it's easy to see that where it could have happened. But, you know, definitely in the moment, it took me by surprise. Like, why now? You know, yeah. I mean, it just yeah. the, the timing is interesting. Um, That's kind of what I thought. I'm like, why this season? They were nine and eight. They, um. Did they expect? I mean, I think they ex- they must have expected more with uh, Geno Smith. They must have. That must have been what was going on. I think. And really and truthfully, uh, I could see where it would come up next year and everything. Last year was kind of a surprise with Geno Smith. I mean, it was kind of mm-hmm. you know they were already in kind of that rebuild build mode where they just traded off Russell Wilson and they got all them picks and they didn't really go for the quarterback just yet. I guess they didn't feel like there was really anyone there that was really worth taking at that that uh, spot where they, I believe had the six and 18 or uh, somewhere in there anyway. Oh no, they had six and 21, but they decided to go another route. They got them actually probably a rookie defensive rookie of the year and Devin Witherspoon and also Jackson Smith and the Jimba uh, receiver to kind of uh, take the roll over whenever Tyler Lockett, you know, retires and everything. But with Pete mm-hmm. Carroll, I mean, you know, before that, you know, there was a couple of years, before what happened last year where they had a losing record. And then, of course, they kind of backslid a little bit right now. He's not fully out of the organization right now. He's more of in a, uh, I guess you would say, consultation role where they, he will be. Advisory or whatever. Yeah, yeah. advisory. So, I mean, it, it did kind of shock me. The Saban thing really didn't shock me either. He's 71 years old, 72. And, you know. How many national had, championships do you need, you know? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he has seven. I mean, he's arguably the greatest. Like, he's already going down as probably one of the top three greatest college coaches of all time. So, mm-hmm. you know. 
Well, I would say he's actually the greatest, and Alabama has the the fortunate uh, boast to say that they probably had the two best of all time, Bear Bryant and Nick Saban. And, I mean, you, you can look on my wall. My dad was an Alabama fan. I became an Alabama fan because of it. It shocked me a little bit. But at the same time, you could see it coming because, you know, at 72 – like you said, how many national titles you can have, but you know, most Alabama fans, I'll be honest, we can be turds whenever it comes down to how we actually present ourselves because it got to a point where we felt like about 85% of us felt entitled to be in the playoff game every year. And, you know, that's, they didn't really no, get I mean, to sit back yeah. and enjoy what was going on. It's kind of sad, honestly, when you're the expectations of that high, it's almost like the Patriots, they were expecting to win Super Bowls. I mean, we can get into Belichick in a second, but it's almost like they were expecting to win Super Bowls or get there every single season. It was a disappointment if they didn't make the AFC championship game. That's crazy. Nick Saban was in the same boat. Yeah. And I mean, as far with the Patriots, I don't think anyone really And they I mean, and they, they put up a hell of a fight. They they were yeah. they were more of a foe to Michigan this season than Washington was. I still maintain I know there was probably no way to do it, but I think Georgia would have given Michigan a hell of a game. Oh, yeah, um, I mean, if Bama almost beat them and Georgia barely lost to Alabama on their only loss of the season, I think we would have had a hell of a game. Washington wasn't wasn't on that level, unfortunately. And, it wasn't. It was luckily it wasn't last year, so that's good because I don't like sixty-five to seven national championship games. Yeah, and that's that's honestly probably why the college football playoffs committee decide not to let FSU go in there. And you know, you couldn't mm. really put they were like, nah, we're and, doing you a favor. <laughs> yeah. And you know, uh one of the things that you could say about Nick Saban, even though he, yeah, he did lose the playoff game, he beat arguably the best college football team in the nation for the past three years. And you know, not even arguably, they are the best team. And right now, uh, there's going to be an open road for the SEC because, you know, Daddy's no longer there. So Kirby Smart and UGA can actually assume that uh, role on the throne of college football. And, you know, let's just be honest, Saban owned Kirby. He was 8-1 and one against him and basically made Atlanta part of Alabama. I mean, he just owned them whenever he went in there. So that's not being Homer. That's just being honest. Can you yeah. guys hear me okay? I'm going to do this instead of the headphones. Am I good? Yeah. Yeah, no worries. Cool. I'm, bl- I'm blasting it everywhere. Um, I think, I think honestly, you sounded better on the headphones, to be You honest. did sound better with the headphones. Um, but I sounded better better before or I sound better now? You sounded you better sound with better the headphones before. before. Better before? Okay, I'll go back to them in a second. <laughs> it was a pain while I'm trying to spread the word really quick. I'll go back to them in a second. I figured that's a better headset by a mile. I'll go back to it in a second. I can hear you guys better on this, which is funny. Uh, check okay. your volume on your uh, headphones because I know that I have an Xbox headset too, and sometimes there's like a, a little volume tab on the side. That's funny. They can't I turn that up. No, I'll do, I'll do it in a second though. You're good. Okay. So I'll, I'll go ahead and pick it up right now. Uh, so, Joe, with Bill Belichick stepping down and everything, uh, one of the, a couple names, of course, with Mike Verbal you know, of course, getting fired, which really shocked me as well. Uh, dude was actually doing really well. And uh, Jared Mayo being the two possible successors for Bill Belichick. One, what are you thinking on that, dude? Uh, I'm thinking that I think Gerard Mayo is going to get the job. 
Um, yeah. It's sort of been kind of written on the wall for a long time now that uh, Gerard Mayo is sort of the heir apparent to Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I look to, I look to, I expect him to get the job. Um, I wouldn't, I think Vrabel would be another good pick, but I'm going to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I think Vrabel's going to Seattle. I think it's Ooh, like, I like that. I think it's a perfect yeah. situation for him because mm-hmm. Seattle traditionally, traditionally likes to run the football. Um, you know, Tennessee, you know, they like to run the football. Um, and you know, with the, the Seahawks, their quarterback situation right now, you know, I think they have Geno under contract for one more year, but or maybe two more years. But um, I think that they're gonna they're gonna try to make a move in the draft, and you know they're at seventeen, so I think they're gonna try to jump up. Not, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be terribly surprised if they tried to make an offer to Chicago for the number one overall. Um, but if they can't get the number one overall, then you know I expect them to at least try to trade up into the top eight to ten. So, so that they can get one of the quarterbacks that are available after the, the first run, um, you know, because we're probably going to see three quarterbacks come off the board, one, two, and three. I mean, unless Marvin Harrison sneaks in, I think that's the only scenario where somebody surprises maybe a tackle. I don't think so, though. I think it's I think you're right. I think it's going to be quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be, I think it's going to be quarterback, 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 because Washington is, you know, Howell did a good job. But, you know, he also had as many interceptions as touchdowns and um, they weren't doing him any favors. But um, I think that they're going to look to get better at that. You know, they're going to take advantage of their of their number two overall pick and try to get better where they can at, at quarterback because they already have weapons, you know, and they, they also they need a pass rusher. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they decide to roll with Howell. They could always try to trade down and still because this 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 first part of the first round is going to be so quarterback heavy that a lot of elite defensive talent is going to drop into the, to the mid teams. So, you know, they would do themselves a huge favor in my opinion, by trying to trade down to 12 or 13 and still get the best pass rusher in the draft and pick up some extra picks. You know, it's a tough one because I agree with you, except it's so hard when you don't have the right quarterback to make it's, it's other as important as other positions are. If you can land that quarterback, it just is so franchise changing more than any other position, even though there's some getting a receiver and getting elite defensive talent. And, uh, and if there's a left tackle or something like that at the top of the draft, it just sucks because I just don't think, I just don't think Howell is that guy for them, but if they're not entirely sold, you're right. They would get a haul. So if it's not this year, it just sucks because I hate when teams do that, but there's only, unless you land a CJ Stroud, you're not, it's not worth it. You know, or well, somebody that's a surefire, you know, gonna no, be. I, I agree with you about the importance of the quarterback position, but I would just, I would make this argument. This past season, Sam Howell was like the most sacked quarterback in the league. Like, True story. So if you if you're gonna take that quarterback, he's going into the same situation where you're gonna get this guy killed. So I think it just yeah. makes sense. They're not ready for their for their franchise guy yet. I think they need to yeah. build up their offensive line. So and they need to build up their defensive line. So if you trade down, you get the best either you get the best, you know, uh pass rusher, elite an, an elite pass rusher or you can get probably the best offensive tackle on the board and you get more picks so that you can try to flesh out that D-line and that offensive line later and then you can make your move for quarterback next year, you know. Um mm-hmm. I I think 
and or here's another another thing. The Redskins, I almost called them the Redskins. The Commanders are going to have. The commanders are going to have about eighty million in cap space. So if they were willing, they could take a look at some veteran guys, at least for as a bridge quarterback for this year, um, or they could roll with Howell. I thought Howell, you know, for the situation, I didn't think he did too bad. No, he didn't. And I mean, just to reverse a little bit, uh, like how you said, Mark, uh, Mike Favreau probably to Seattle. I actually think that Dan Quinn would actually be a really good landing spot for him there as well, because like you said, you know, Seattle's always been about the run. And I always, whenever I think of Seattle, I think about the defense, you know, and I think that Dan Quinn would be another one. I actually think that if anyone was to like Mike Favreau could go to Atlanta and right now, really and true, if you look at Atlanta, they have a good defense. They got a great running uh, tandem in Aguilar and Robinson, uh, you know, uh, Drake London and everything. They really just are missing a quarterback. And I think, if anything, they will probably trade down. There's always already been a couple of rumors to where Atlanta has been looking at possibly also moving up to that first round pick and picking up a quarterback of their future. And I mean, Desmond Ritter, he's. He's not a quarterback that's going to lead you from behind. And, it, you know, that's no. this. So, I mean, they were built up the same way as the Titans, you know, run first oriented, play great defense. And Mike Vabral would be perfect. I mean, it'll basically just be picking up a better coach and putting him in where Arthur Smith was. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta, yeah. Could be, yeah. Atlanta could be an interesting spot. Atlanta's a way more, Atlanta's way more attractive spot to me than Washington. Cause, like you said, Joe. Me and Med, I don't know if you saw me and Med's episode uh, on Tuesday. Dude, Washington, like, has got a lot of problems. That, that's going to be, a, to me, that, that's going to be the toughest rebuild, even more than New England, because at least New England's got a defense. Well, and I mean, me, like Joe was, and like Joe was talking about, you got, you got the second pick. You, you have Sam Howell, who is pretty decent. Ben Enemy is still there, and even though he's not on their mm-hmm. uh, interview request right now, which is kind of surprising, uh, what they could surprising. do is they could trade down, and you know you can get Alt from Notre Dame, probably the best uh, left tackle in the game right now in college level. You also got the guy uh, Usawa that is from Penn State, also left tackle. The three main positions that you want to build on, as far as I remember, would be your quarterback, your left tackle to protect your quarterback, and then your pass rusher. Those are your three main yep. uh, positions that you want to actually fill. And there's an abundance of quarterbacks. There's an abundance where you can actually trade down. If Sam Howell is not your guy, trade down, go into the teens, and possibly get a Bo Nix or even, uh, you know, because of how crappy of a game he had, Michael Penix Jr. That is a good point. His stock probably dropped in that one game significantly. So I expect. I mean, I, I mean, just of all the will probably drop a little bit. But yeah. I I think that that game. I still think he's top ten. I see. I I'm actually like I'm. A, I'm actually thinking that it was better. Like, it's better if his draft stock drops for me because I want him for the Raiders to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't, I don't so it's like, like that. You know, it, it let people think that he's terrible because he played the best defense in the country and his offensive line was terrible that, that game. Like to and me, you go back and watch watch the Texas game the week before 
and the dimes that he was throwing, like oh, those, those. Oh, he was on fire, man. This really is not. It's something you can't compare to any of the other four quarterbacks that were in that playoff game. I mean, Milrow would be there for another year, of course, but. Like you said, I mean, Penix was just, he was killing it. And his touch, his, you know, power. That's why I think it was the pressure of Michigan. It reminded me of the, uh, I don't know, Joe, if you like this comparison, it reminded me of that Chiefs-Raiders game where Mahomes clearly has accuracy, is when things are going, is the best quarterback in the game. But Mm -hmm. the line, the, the defensive line for the Raiders and the Blitz was just getting, it wasn't even really the blitz, was just getting Mahomes' face. And it felt like that in the Michigan. I only, I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I was on Frozen Tundra. But what I did see, it looked like the the Michigan defensive line was just pushing them back. And they weren't even hitting them that much. They didn't get a lot of sacks, but it got in his face. And I feel like that affected him significantly. Yeah, and but I don't think, even then, I don't think that, like a lot of his passes were, were not, they're not like great passes, but I don't think they were so far off target, you know, like that they were mm-hmm. Raiders are in purgatory. <laughs> dude, that's got to be Nick. Oh, dude, there's so hey. many. Things here, uh... Oh, can I do this too? I don't know if it's letting me do it. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, Back cool. We got, we got uh, Chris. We got Kelsey watching. We got a few people watching. We got uh, yeah, I, I don't David Tate. Him. I don't blame Penix Jr. for that loss as much as I blame the offensive line, to be honest with you. I agree with you on that. Because yeah, I think Penix is still an elite talent, and I think he has the best arm talent in the draft, hands down. Um, mm-hmm. his he, he throws absolute missiles, dude. And mm-hmm. I can't I, I really hope the Raiders can get him. And I'm kind of hoping his draft stock takes a little tumble down into the mid teens so that we can pick him up. And, you know, like you just said, I mean, one game doesn't really define a whole season. I mean, you know, a lot Mm -hmm. of people look at that. And, yes, he did play the best defense in the nation. Uh, You know, and I mean, that the whole game, I mean, he he did not – he just didn't have a good game. And, you know, Mm -hmm. he was overthrowing his uh, receivers. And the one time they finally, I mean, hit the big play when the game was still close, when it was 13-20, he, you know, uh, offensive guard uh, Rosa Garden uh, was caught for holding, and it offset the penalty. And you know, yep. they had to call it back. And then the very next play, you know, they got a PI that would have put the ball at the five. And once again, he got busted for holding, and it was like, oh my god! It, it, and everything just fell in the way of Michigan as far as that goes. But you know, as far as like Michael Penix, I mean, you look at all the quarterbacks. You got Bo Nix. You got Jaden Daniels. You got Caleb Williams. You got. And I'm a little gun shy about UNC quarterbacks because the last two, I mean, my Bears drafted Trubinsky. And then you look at what's, you know, Sam Howe, not necessarily his fault because that offensive line was just garbage and their defensive line is garbage. I mean, if if you were Washington, what would you do? Would you trade down and start to rebuild the defense that was ranked 32nd? If I was Washington, I would – I mean, they got to get a head coach first. Um, and that got give so you much real, to rebuild. That'll give you a real idea of, of what they're going to do going forward. You know, like if they hire a defensive coach or an offensive coach. Um, but I think just from an outside perspective, they're not ready for a franchise quarterback yet. Like they have some I like that point, Joe. They're, they're not ready. Like to, I think to draft a quarterback this year would do that, would do that quarterback a huge disservice. Uh, Cause he's going to get sacked 65 times this year. 
um, and possibly get hurt. I, I think the best strategy for them would be to try to trade down, take advantage of, of you know, because the, the Bears pick, they're talking about could net three first-round picks and change. So that second pick could probably net you three firsts or at oh, least yeah. two firsts and other significant picks. So I think that it would be foolish to not take that package, trade down seven, eight, ten spots, and yeah. uh, you know get the best get the best yeah. defensive player that or the best pass rusher or the best offensive tackle that you can, and uh, then you know get get a couple extra seconds and thirds and you know plus firsts next year, and then that gives you the ammunition that you know you need so that next year. When it's time to make a move for quarterback, now you have two first-round picks to trade, so you're not mortgaging three years of your future. You know, at, at the very least, you're sitting on two first-round picks for next year plus additional picks. You might even be able to just swing the whole trade in that one draft and not handicap your team. You know, going forward. And I like that because I think, I think New England's right a lot now. closer. Like. To me, New England just needs a quarterback and a couple of rece- a receiver or two with that D, and if they can get Stevenson mm-hmm. back, and I think that they could be a playoff contender. Washington, Absolutely. to me, is, I don't even know how many players short, man. Like, there's well, not a lot of Billy least, blocks on that least, team. At least two offensive tackles and two defensive ends. I like the running back. McLaurin's okay. Dotson might be decent. They could probably use another receiver, possibly a tight end on offense McLaurin, alone. McLaurin and is then, better than okay. Huh? I think McLaurin I like McLaurin. is better than okay. He's, oh, he's scary, good. Scary, yeah. And yeah, Dotson is good, good, too. They could probably still use another legit receiver, but it might. it's hard to tell. I, I think you also got to look at who's throwing to him. And, again, True. it comes down to Howell. I don't – and, again, this is not an indictment of Howell. It's an indictment of their offensive line. You know, like, I think that the offensive line of Washington didn't do any favors for, for Howell or for the team. So if you can, True. if you can even, I think even going forward, if if nothing else, if Washington could get a really solid left tackle this year, I think it would do mm-hmm. wonders for their team next year. Like they would win a few more games just off of of improving the their protection, protection somewhat. Yeah. And it sucks because yeah. I agree with you. Like if they were to land that quarterback, if you had a GM that's trustworthy, like that could that would set their franchise forward. But I just don't. They have so many holes. Uh, like even if they were able to fill their holes on offense this off season, they're still going to have one of the worst defenses in the league. Like that's best case scenario for them. I don't think they're going to be able to do that with free agency. So I'm with you. Um, which direction do you think New England goes with their coach and the quarterback? Oh, uh, I think whatever whoever they pick as head coach, it doesn't matter. They're taking a quarterback because Mac Jones oh, is. The- like there's not it, and then there's Mac Jones. Like Mac and then Jones there's is, Bailey Zappi. <laughs> there, yeah, and then below below Mac Jones is Bailey Zappi. Like I somewhere still think down Mac in Jones the depth. could have been decent. Don't you think if he had the right system, we might actually see a decent guy? Now no. he's broken, I think. But I think that there was a potential for that with after his rookie year. But, I think I think that it was. I'll go after Joe. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I want to hear your um, thoughts. I, I think that with Mac Jones. People thought that there was something there, or they thought that there could be something there. They thought he could be a good system quarterback, <laughs> but <laughs> we got to throw his comment up. That's that's <laughs> John, um, John's clowning you. I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt. But that's good. hilarious. Because actually, our defensive coordinator is Pat Graham, and I don't know if you were watching, but the Raiders had the number one defense in points per uh, points against for the last like nine weeks of the season. Like the Raiders' defense was on fire. 
So oh, yeah, Max Crosby but, honestly should be in the defensive player of the year discussion, like at the, near yeah, the top of it for me. I, I think he should win it myself. I don't think Parsons should be winning it at all. I don't even think. No, Parsons I think they're the going to give three. it to Miles Garrett probably. But Mac can, Jones, I'm okay Mac with Jones because, is not it. And no, and I think the the Patriots are going to go quarterback, and then in the mm-hmm. second round they're probably going to go receiver, and you know they I, might I need a side receiver too. Yeah, Could you see? I could see T. Higgins maybe <laughs> wanting to go there if they likes the quarterback. Well, he won't know the quarterback because or uh, Hollywood Brown is a free agent. I, I yeah, that'd be one. That would be a good one to to try to get you know get yourself a deep threat for your new quarterback. Speaking of Hollywood Brown, what are the Cardinals doing? They get rid of Hopkins and now they're about to let Brown go. They're not doing Kyler Murray any favors. They think they're going to get Marvin Harrison. Yes, they do. Well, you know they do. And as far as I go, you know, I want to comment a little bit on the Mac Jones got a bad rap. In some ways, he did. I mean, Bill Belichick didn't do him any favors by not drafting anybody. I mean, he's always drafted either offensive lineman, receiver. I mean, this past draft, they drafted a defense, offensive lines, punter, and a kicker, and then a wide receiver in the sixth round. So he's not doing many favors. And then That's when the you priority. Look at what they got, yeah, I know a priority. I mean. What? Uh, whenever you look at their best receiving option this past season, they had Hunter Henry, who was their tight end, and he's going to be looked at as a free agent. This He's already a free agent. I heard Bill season. Simmons saying he thought the Patriots had talent at receiver early in the season. And, they didn't uh, have I, and I love Pete. I'm going to go on his show next week from Foxborough Fellas, right. and then I got to let Joe go. But he was saying they have talent at receiver. I'm like, what talent? The one Juju receiving Smith. option I like is Hunter Henry. But yeah, Juju's, man, he's been hurt, and he's not a number one. Not even close. It's he could be a two in the right system, maybe. See, also, look, the writing has been on the wall for Mac Jones for a while. Yeah. Um, earlier this oh, I season, think going to go quarterback too. Earlier this I, season, I love John, he's funny. The Raiders played the the Patriots, right? And uh, mm-hmm. the Patriots lost the game, and they asked. <laughs> there was a chance where they could have they could have tried a deep ball, a hail mary with uh with Mac Jones, and they asked Bill Belichick in the post game. They said, "Why didn't you try the hail mary?" And he straight up said, "Uh, you know, Mac doesn't have the arm for that." So right then I knew that the the you know the writing was on the wall yeah. for Mac Jones. He doesn't have NFL arm talent. Like if we're being honest, his Mac Jones's selling point was always that he was smart, that he was a, he was a good processor of information, but mm-hmm. he was never looked at as a particularly athletic quarterback. Uh, his his arm strength was even questioned even before he got drafted. I mean, there were other guys who were, you know, he was never looked at as having a cannon. Um, but I wanted to go back to uh, what Schatz said about uh, Drake May, that he's worried about UNC quarterbacks. Um, you know, certainly there's the the precedence, right? But I think Drake I knew, May, I knew you were going to come back to that. I was like, I, he's going to Because I can't just let it slide, man. I, I no, really, you're good, really, man. This is our first episode of we're yeah. going to try to make this show Blitzing the Blind even, Side is the name. It's not even, we got to like hear your said, thoughts on that, too. Sorry, I, don't disagree, I don't disagree with Shots' take. Like, you know, you, there's definitely a cause for concern. But I just mm-hmm. think that Drake May is so much, like, far and away better than Mitch Trubisky is or oh, yeah. was and, and better than Howell, like, Drake May is – I have a feeling that he's going to be 
a really, really good quarterback in the NFL. Like I, I just I see certain things from him that are intangibles that you I know, feel so bad. I got it. This weekend, I'm going to start doing some of my draft research. I, I haven't done enough, so I feel bad. I've seen a, a little bit, but I'll be doing some heavy well, research on watch, this. Watch Drake May's film. He's he's deceptively mobile. Like, who's, he, can I ask, who's your number one quarterback? To me, on the well, top of your Daniel. board, if you're making your big board. Oh, on my board? If I was Mine making my boards, uh, I would probably take Jaden Daniels. Okay, that's that's um, kind of what I thought y'all would say. But I gotta say, like, I'm giving I, you a thumbs I'm, up. <laughs> I'm so enamored with Michael Penix's arm talent. Like... Oh no, I'm no, that so talent, I'm dude. so enamored with Michael Penix's arm talent, but I just can't bring myself to like pick him number one if Jaden Daniels is there. If I'm being no, honest, Jaden Daniels no, just fair. offers too much, you know, in the range of mobility and everything like that. He offers so much extra. Whereas Penix, you're only you're drafting for that arm talent. I agree, Chris. I'm gonna give Chris a quick yeah. shout out. I agree yeah. with the Bell, the and Pete Carroll. They both had hell of a runs, uh, hell of runs. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with. We'll get to that later. I agree with the Pete Carroll thing. Um, I'm gonna check Just out Jane Daniels because I've been hearing Jane. so much about Jane Daniels, so I'm gonna check him out. Yeah, the, the one other thing I have to say about Drake May is that you know Joe is right. Check out his like stats and everything. Check out all of his highlights and all that. Then watch the very first week when he played against South Carolina, where he didn't he didn't throw for a touchdown, but threw for two interceptions. And when you're talking about South Carolina, this was a defense that ranked dead last in sacks this year, and he he struggled with them. Now, granted, you know because where I live, you know southeast and everything, college football is king. So a lot of my friends are Gamecock fans and everything like that. And, you know, they're sitting there and they're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be our year. Spencer Rattler, ooh. And Drake May did all right, but it wasn't something that would really sit. I mean, they went eight and they started off, I think, like 7-0, 8-0, and and then they lost like the last three or four games. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he had kind of a rough season for his last year. I think he will be a good quarterback. Uh, he's definitely better than Mitchell Trubinsky. I think anyone, Mason Rudolph is better than Mitchell Trubinsky. Yeah, uh, Mason Rudolph but, is better than Mitchell yeah. Trubinsky. But at least three, right now, I will say Drake May is the best of the three. It's like they okay. they slowly are progressing, like uh, evolution, I guess, where you go from a fish to a a human. For also, you know, to add to that point, Drake May is playing. I believe, and this is my personal opinion. He's okay. playing with a much less talented team overall than too. Mitchell Trubisky had. So he was, you know, Drake May has been forced to do a lot of a lot of carrying. Um, and the first four games of the season, you're right, they went like seven and zero in the first seven games. But the first yeah. four games were rough for Drake May. And then all of a sudden, he came on and he, he really started up, yeah. balling. And then even in the games that they lost, he was still balling. It's just they couldn't overcome certain things either. You know, the, they there was points right. or you know their defense would give up a, you know there was there was other things involved it wasn't just drake may throwing away a game so oh, yeah no, can definitely. I, I got a question for y'all we're gonna stay no, on this college football thing i'm not gonna like, pivot it, What's it was your top... a different season for him like i agree with you i, I was kind of disappointed in the yeah. season that he had for an, for a final for a final season but yeah. i think if you look at his body of work overall and you know oh, i like, agree with you you know i think I he's 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 gonna be he would be the, the third uh, really good quarterback. Yeah, he would be the third or 
possibly the fourth. I mean, well, that's the, what I was going to ask. Who, is actually after Daniels. I, I feel like y'all differ. Who would be your number two through five quarterbacks? Penix would be my number two. Okay. See, again, I, I'm very, very enamored with Michael Penix's arm talent. I think it's yeah. like it, it has. It's 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 almost like. You're at the car lot and you see like this shiny new like Corvette, you know, and you're like, oh, that's nice, you yeah, know. That's a nice but then one it's right like, there. That's but sick. You're, but you're there for, but you're there for an economy car. You're there for a commuter, you know, and you're, you're like, I'd yes. love to have this Corvette. It's a luxury, but I need to get it's something that's going to run for three hundred thousand. You're like, miles. I got the money. I can afford this. Why don't I yeah, get that it's car? Like, you know, it, it's nice, the kind nice. of, it's the Give kind of car that you, you buy if you want to show off. It's not the kind that you're going to drive to work every day and. You know, um, I don't know. So for me, I think Drake May offers mm-hmm. more overall. That's what I wrote down for you. That was what I wrote down. I'm writing down your top fives, and then I'm gonna you make go my list, and we're gonna three, we're gonna hit this in another episode. Okay, so who'd be three? You first, Joe. Penix for me. Okay. Joe, or sorry, sorry, Ben. Oh, I'm going Caleb Williams because I I just don't like his mental like. When you hop into the stands to cry in your mom's arm after a tough loss, that's telling me that you're not mentally tough for a a tough matchup. That's I agree team. heavily. Uh, that that doesn't bother me so much. What mm-hmm. bothers me about Williams's game is that he plays hero ball too much, and that's true it's gonna, it's going to get him sacked a lot, and it's going to it's going to result in a lot of quarterbacks this year. Is holding the ball too up, long. Uh, it's going to end up costing him a lot of ugly interceptions trying to play hero ball because in the NFL it's, you know, all the talent in the world, all the physical talent is great, but the mm-hmm. NFL is a processing game. It's a speed game where you have to be able to make split second decisions and you're not going to get, unless you're Patrick Mahomes, you're not going to get the luxury of running around for seven seconds to find somebody open. And so I think if he's forced, That's what's impressed he's me forced about to make Stroud. one read and throw, I think he's going to struggle with that. That's what's impressed me with C.J. Stroud is sometimes he does hold the ball, but he still has the arm talent to make up for it. Even Jordan Love had stretches the season where he did that. and But Stroud has the accuracy and just enough mobility to make up for it. And there's other quarterbacks that just cannot make those decisions. I think that's what's burned Justin Fields, especially against elite defenses, is he just he can't process the game. And that's, I think, what the biggest indictment on him even still even though we saw improvement from like level zero he's gone up a a level maybe level one and a half but he still isn't even there yet but i still i also think that justin fields wasn't done any favors he had no No, he had no good quarterback in front of him where he could sit for a year and try to learn how to process god that's so important isn't it there's no there's no quarterbacks coach well it's important look what the packers have done they let their guys sit for three years behind all quarterbacks isaac like Mm -hmm. not every quarterback cj stroud didn't need that right cj stroud came in he he hit the ground running but there are certain quarterbacks like justin fields where the the physical talent is there but if you know that this guy struggles with processing and you're going to throw him in the fire anyway without having that he's going to fail like i think you know, the best thing that could have been done with Fields is finding somebody, a, a good quarterback's coach, or having an already established, even bringing in a veteran guy for him to sit behind for a year and learn, I think would have done him, you know, a, a gr- much greater, uh, it would have helped much more with his development. You know, oh, throwing absolutely. him in immediately has, has, and I don't think he's washed, 
I think he'll go somewhere else. And I, I actually hope for his sake that he goes to a team that has an established veteran quarterback that he can learn from or a quarterback's coach that can help him develop. Yeah, and, you know, as far as that goes and everything like that, one of the things I've always said about Justin Fields is when you draft a, a scrambling quarterback who scrambled around like he did in Ohio State, you cannot make him a pocket passer. This is the second time that the Bears have done this. They did that with Mitchell Trubinsky, who never threw yep. over 30 times a game. And then they did it with Justin Fields. Uh, to get back on the list, uh, me personally, just a quick question. Does Caleb Williams kind of remind you of Kyler Murray in a lot of ways? Interesting point. Um, I've seen a little bit of that, a little bit. Small, only, only the yeah, the scrambling, cool. like the scrambling where he, you know, he runs around and then he'll come back this yeah, way, yeah. he'll go back that way. Like he, he runs around like a chicken with his head cut off, like Kyler <laughs> Murray does. Um, you know, like it, it's like that's why I don't trust Caleb Williams is because he plays panic ball, and right. and for me it's like it pays off. It's it's gambling at the highest level. Like he pays. Sometimes he pays it pays off for him, but as in the Notre Dame game, like sometimes he throws three picks in a game and, and they get slaughtered. So and if you look at how USC finished the year, like the last six games, they just looked bad. terrible. And granted, they had the worst defense in the in the world, not just college football, but the world. Um, you know, but still like he was turning it over left and right. Oh yeah, man. But uh so, good. And it's Good not point. like, you know, and that's my thing is that like USC should have still been able to win some of those uh, those games, even Washington with the terrible game. defense, because they it's not like they were devoid of receiver talent like they have. USC had good receivers. Oh, you know? Yeah, no, they're straight. And, you know, what's crazy about also Caleb Williams is that there's a lot of talk of uh, him also being like a combo deal when, with Lincoln Riley. And, you know, that's one of those deals like when uh, – Aaron Rodgers was being traded to the New York Jets, and he came out with us saying, hey, these are the guys that I want you to bring along with me. Me personally, if I hear that, even from a college kid or anything like that, I don't care about his talent level. That's telling me already you're going to be in more of a headache than what I would actually want for my team. Yeah, like already you, you're coming in here and you think you run the team. You haven't even taken a snap. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and then dude, on top on. of that, and then on top of that, Caleb Williams also came out and said that there's only like four or five teams that he wants to play for. Like, okay. like, who are you? I mean, it just, yeah. it's such a lack of humility that it's like, you know, we get it. Like, you know, a year ago at this time, everybody was like drooling all over this guy and saying he was the greatest quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck and this and that. But like, you know, times have changed. Like you just had a terrible, a kind of a terrible season for what was expected of you. You were expected to like win the Heisman. You were expected to do all these things. You did none of those things. And you're going to sit here and tell us which teams you want to play for. Like mm -hmm. have some humility, buddy. Like it's an honor to be drafted number one overall, no matter what team you go to. Like, you know, it's an honor to be drafted yep. number yeah, one overall. Exactly. You're That's that team millions. saying that they think that you, that team is saying that they value your talent so much that they're willing to mortgage their future for it like that that you don't get any more of a um an endorsement than that you know all right and the fact that he also had to cooth to sit there and say i want a percentage of the team as well i was like man okay so so did you have number to williams number three then 
Me? No. Yeah. I had Penix number three. You had number Penix number three. You had Williams yeah, four. four. I'm betting. Um, I I don't know. I would what have mix, to. Though. Yeah, I would probably put Williams four just based off of his talent because he's more talented than Bo Nix. But mm-hmm. I I think Bo Nix is Bo Nix's processing is better. It's just he doesn't yes, have the he doesn't have the talent that that Williams has. Matt, Will, who did Williams, you have? If you uh, want well, me to be honest. Williams is is he strikes me as the kind of guy and and I'm saying this completely just based off of what I've seen of him. I don't know the guy personally. I don't know about his work ethic, but Williams seems to me like quarterbacks that I've seen in the past that think they can get to the NFL and skate by on talent alone. Yeah. Which is I mean that that feels like Kyler Murray vibes to me. We had yeah, this conversation exactly. on Tuesday when you have to put a clause in and not play Call of Duty. And I've watched a lot of Kyler Murray. I lived in Arizona, and but I've seen enough of him. And personally, uh, he just I mean, he's been a Pro Bowl level talent. I don't see this team. guy as I don't see him as ever being a consistent even top ten. I mean, even this year, I don't think even in the second half of the season he was top ten. Now they had some feisty games; they were there, but I mean, like. I mean, if he gets Marvin Harrison, that's going to help. But I don't know. I just don't see it personally. I, Honestly, I, I, I think I think he's he on based on talent alone, he could be a, a perennial top ten, just based on talent. Um, because t- at the NFL level, everybody's talented, so it's just a matter of mm-hmm. who's more talented. Yeah, but I don't. I if you're good, you're good, man. Like there's yeah. there's mean, just only so much you can scheme against talent. You know, talent wins. He feels but like a guy. Is, I don't every he time he look to me like he's a student of the game is my no, thing. and I think as his athleticism wanes and he's coming off that ACL, I don't know. Like it's not like the Cardinals have done him a ton of favors, but I just let me put it this way: this might be a homer pick. I think Jordan Love has more upside. He to me has been elevating the receivers around him. Now he got three years to sit. Uh, has got but had the youngest receiving core in the league, but it's got a good quarterback coach and a pretty solid head coach. But to me, Jordan love what I saw him do. And I need to see another season. So it's hard. But what I saw him do was take his lumps, start to excel. And it looks to me like he is a student of the game and cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I mean, I there's other guys too. to me that write off, ta- that write off talent. And then there are these freaks that, that are in the, film room like Tom Brady that just have this drive to continue to get better. Mahomes to me actually is a really curious case because he is extremely competitive. Mm -hmm. He's kind of both actually. He's kind of in the middle. uh, Kind of ironic. Like and whenever I talk to like I coach football and everything like that, whenever I talk to my players and everything, one of the things I actually tell them is hey if you really want to really be really good at this game and everything, talent will only get you so far. You gotta work on your technique. You gotta learn Take moves from people from the past. If you're a defensive end, you look at players like Bruce Smith. You look at players like Deacon Jones. You look at some of the old school players, use some of their moves, their rips, their head slaps, whatever you need to do, and you Mm -hmm. learn from them. Take that part of their game that you want to adapt into yours, and then you can actually accelerate your growth. Kyler Murray doesn't really elevate anybody in my eyes. Other players elevate. That's kind of how I felt. Like I just don't. I. It's. I'm not saying he's a scrub. Don't get me wrong. He's not a scrub. There are scrubs. The worst player in NFL. No, I mean there are quarterbacks. I don't think that belong to. 
yeah, there's quarterbacks that don't belong as a starter. Like if we in the mm-hmm. offseason, I think we should do like a quarterback ranking. I think it'd be hella fun. It was really hard this year. I just if I was the GM of a franchise, if I hadn't tied my money to him, if I was coming in, I'd probably think about moving on from Kyler Murray because I don't know personally if he's going to be someone I'd want to build my franchise around. It's tough to find these guys. CJ Stroud is really tough to find. And I think he's might take some lumps next year. But like NFL data join. I was super excited. I'm happy to the comment nice. up. Thanks for yeah. Joining us, Thanks for joining guys. We're going to do our playoff picks in a minute. Um, We've been on a fun quarterback talk here. Um, I'm throwing you a bone here. I uh, just I... don't know if Kyler Murray, William. Oh, Hey, I don't know who that is, but thanks for joining. Don't say that to Cardinals fans. What do you say? Go back to that one. Don't say that to Cardinals fans. They'll jump all over you. I mean, it sucks for them because they haven't had a lot of quarterback. So when you're in that position, Joe, Med, tell me what you think on this. I mean, like, it's hard to not want to build around that kind of guy. I'm looking, and I'm coming from a spoiled Packers fan, Joe and Med. So it sucks. (laughs) But. I think with Kyler Murray, the talent is there. It's just, does he I have worry the drive? About him. Does he have the drive? Closet, to... That's a serious concern, man. I just don't. That scares yeah. me. But I mean, Kyler Murray is not stupid. Like, no. if he, no. if they had, if they put that clause in the contract, you can rest assured he probably threw away his Call of Duty game and is like, okay, it's time to get down to business. You would hope but, so. If he's not like DeAndre but, but the, Ayton, another. The issue is that for them to have to put that clause in there. That means what you're talking about is habits. You're talking about yes. things that have been developed over the course of a lifetime. That drive. Mm-hmm. that drive, it's either in you or it's not. And so for me, like we were originally talking about Caleb Williams, and he was the one that I was talking about that I don't see him as being a student of the game. I don't see him as being the kind of guy that's going to be in the film room at 5 a.m. and and the last guy to leave the building. I, I think he's that guy that shows up at 9 o'clock and – does his lift, goes and watches a couple hours of film, and then he's the first guy out. Like, just kind of and that's not a guy I'd want to build practice. around. I'm sorry, like that. I, unless he changes those habits, that's that's the hardest thing. If you don't, well, I, I, I mean, can't even say that those are his habits because, I, like I said, I don't know. That's I don't true. That's speculation. This is just the, this is just the impression that I get from him. Um, good point. The, the sense, the sense of entitlement that I see, like I only want to play for these teams. The yeah. sense of oh oh I want a piece of ownership in the team that I go yeah. to, like those mm-hmm. kind of things. That, that sense of entitlement. Generally, entitled people are not hard workers. No, like just great. being yes. honest, they, those two things no. kind of don't go together. So those are that's why I, I have that impression. Spot on. Um, let's finish these top fives, and then uh, I'm out of kale because maturity also and all date it's with you. And oh my gosh, we got AK. What's up, Welcome man? Back. We're okay. on college football still. We're gonna we're gonna talk in a few more, and then we're gonna get into playoffs, which doesn't yes. feature your team because you guys earned the number you know number one seed. Congratulations! Thank you. We did it. As if there was any doubt. I mean, if you guys don't go to <laughs> the, the Super Bowl, that'd been, be the dude, biggest shocker. I've been that the Niners have been on a mission all season long, dude. It just seems like they won't be denied this year, and. uh they're going you know? to Super Bowl for sure. They're, they're like, my pick in the, my Purdy's arm is going to have to fall off again, and that better not happen. That would suck people, last year. People forget that, too, that he had a surgery like six months ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Thanks for joining, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, Thanks, yeah. He, 
The, hey, uh, actually, I'm going to bring ahead. you in on this debate, man. We're talking. So I'm I'm, I'm just going to openly admit it. I haven't done my scouting yet. I'm about to. I'm waiting for the playoff stand, and then I'm going to dive in. Um, we're making our top. We're going to finish our top five quarterbacks college, and then we'll move Ooh. into NFL stuff. In the, in the draft. So can you guys recap your top fives really quick? So we're going, we're going for, like, what's your big board? Like, if, you, if you're the one making the picks for top five quarterbacks, like, you, we're asking you to rank the top five quarter, quarterbacks according to your big board. Ooh. You should throw so, up NFL uh, updated's comment, Med, on fields. So uh, I think Med and I both had, uh, both had Daniels at number we one. Jaden Daniels, mm-hmm. number one. Okay. I like this comment on Fields really that. quick. That is the one thing I'm going to say about Fields, and that's why I'm not well, totally done on him yet either. Um, what what was your top five? What did you get uh, consensus? Well, you guys? I, I got to my top three. <laughs> yeah, we weren't then finished we yet. We were in the middle of it. We went on to like a Kale, uh, Kyler Murray rant for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had so. a fun Kyler Murray discussion. <laughs> so they both Shut had up. Daniels number yeah. one, and then they differed. You have to. Mm-hmm. So Joe had, Joe had, uh, Joe. Who did you have two? I had Drake. You had May, May right? Two. And then Med, you had Penix, Ooh. right? I had Penix. And then Med, who did you have three? Did you have Williams then, or did you have May? I did put Williams there. That's what I thought. And then and Joe then had Penix. Really I had Penix at number three. Yeah. And then we were stuck. I think Joe was saying Williams at four, and I didn't get Med's number four. <laughs> So, AK, if you want to catch up real quick, by all means, you know, we'll, I mean, we'll throw you I, in here as well. I, I like Michael Penix. I just like because mm-hmm. he's got a little Kellen Moore, if you remember, highly accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Throws it all over the yard. I think Kellen Moore, Kellen, Kellen Moore was lefty, but Michael Penix throws a better deep ball than Kellen Moore, so I'm not sure if that's going to be a good comp. But I think I think Michael Penix's deep ball accuracy will attract a lot of different teams who want to stretch the field. I'm not sold on Caleb Williams. I don't like. I I just I think it's too much fluff. Too much. Hey, look at me! I want ownership in the team. Blah 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 blah. Like already trying to yeah, run the building. Up on that too. We like, just like re- you're, dude. It's he, like you were listening to the show. Right. Like we, yeah. What we were just talking about. This is hilarious. You're you're really like joining and like it's like you're here with us. <laughs> you're already he, uh, in the tires, man. He reminds me of Johnny Manziel. That's who he reminds me of. That's a good comparison. I don't. I don't. That's a good comparison. I think he got too too into the let's let's run around and see what kind of throw I make and not taking or taking the simple throw. You know, mm-hmm. and I look, man, I'm a pushback on all these. We got to have mobility at the quarterback position, blah, 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 blah. Quarterback positions changing. No, it's not. Joe Flacco's come in off the couch and thrown for and 15 it. touchdowns in five games and has the Browns one of the hottest teams in the AFC. So I just give yep. me a guy who wants to. And I think that's, I mean, CJ Stroud, that's why he's doing so well. So um, it's just, he's, he's just got some ridiculous first. arm talent. That throw in that indie game when he was backpedaling, when he just chucked it in, in Nico Collins' direction and landed it, that was stupid. And there's not a lot of guys that can even make that play. And he's a rookie doing that. It's just Penix can he does have a tendency play. to hold the ball a little long, but he's a rookie. Yeah. Um, that's why I but was that saying was Penix's, hella. Penix, Penix's arm talent so, is ridiculous, too. Mm-hmm. So you got Penix. All right, AK, who's your it two? It just looks ugly, man. I like Penix. I would probably go Drake May too. Then I would go Jaden Daniels. Then I would go Caleb Williams. Um, I'm Ooh. not, 
you know, I, I don't believe in JJ McCarthy. I, I just I don't know. I haven't Ooh, seen a lot yeah, from it. Yeah, I would put um, Bo Nix. I agree. I'm yeah, not. Bo I Nicks mean, I want sure. to, man, because I'm a Michigan guy. I'm from Michigan. If y'all didn't know that, I want to. Like, I just don't see it. No, nah, Bone. I put Bo Nix at five. I put Bo Nix at five too because JJ McCarthy. When you watch that game in the national title game, he moved the ball, but it really and truthfully it was the running game that actually ran it for him. And he went ten for eighteen for 140 yards. I mean, that's. I think he needs to stay one more year. <laughs> well, one Not thing I will say good. though, one thing I will say about McCarthy though is. Uh, his his actual his scrambling se- speed surprised me in that game. Like he's he's fast, he, he's pretty mm-hmm. fast yeah. for a quarterback. He can move. He, he yeah. can move. So so but, that's that. I think that that will be intriguing to a team. Um, you know, maybe someone will take Hill. him on, sort of like a like a Taysom Hill kind of situation, where you can mm-hmm. bring him in for designed runs and you know let him throw uh, the ball a little bit. I just gotta so say, that, on Taysom know, Hill, they, the defense. I wish the Saints know right away. I wish the Saints knew how to use him. He screwed me in fantasy. We, me and AK had this oh, talk. I just wish they used him all about. <laughs> that. Uh, that hurts. He scored me point two in my uh, in my fantasy divisional round, and I lost because I meant to take him out, but that that actually was why I lost because mm. they can't figure out how to use him. They're they're so schizophrenic with that. Hey, I missed uh, Med. Who's your four? Uh, my fourth would be Drake May. It would be Drake. That's May. what I figured. I mean, and then. Yeah, AK, who's your five? Yeah. And then Bo Nix, that's what I wrote. My fifth would be uh um the uh Michael Pratt from Tulane. Ooh. I, I think he's got a little bit of the old Brock Purdy. <laughs> I'm gonna check all these quarterbacks gene. out, so this is good stuff. Remember he's getting ready for that mock draft we talked about. <laughs> Tulane. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to negotiate. <laughs> nonsense before he took over, similar to what Iowa State was before Brock Purdy took over. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if he's been playing there for three or four years, but he's been the starter for a while, and they've been a relevant top twenty-five team for the past three years. Um, hey, so I, he's, if you guys want to keep talking college, because I know we can do it all day, we, let's do it for a few more minutes, and then we'll hit the the playoff picks. Because okay, I, I've yeah, been I, like dying to talk Packers. If you can't tell, I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> you should be, man. Yeah, I'd go Penix. The fact they made the playoffs is like I'm just so excited that we got here like i can't believe it like it's phenomenal youngest team in the nfl it's an it, that's an accomplishment great. itself jordan love is the fact that he's elevating the receivers around him that's awesome because they're all first and second year dudes and they're really developing some serious chemistry and i love it seriously and i, so, I actually give them a real shot against the cowboys too i do too i don't see their defense as it chris agrees from yeah, uh I, crispy on the media I think I, if there's gonna be if there's gonna be a uh I think they're they're on my list of if there's gonna be an upset in the first round, I think that they're they're the top team to do it. Um Yeah, man. Hey, you, you're not even a frozen tundra saying this, Joe. I love it. This is <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not a pack. You know fan, it's genuine just, then. Uh, oh, the, well, jersey thing is positive. the Cowboys are the Cowboys are cursed, man. You know as well as I do. Uh, like they can go thirteen and four and then the first round of the playoffs for whatever reason they just get the choke bug. So I think the Packers can take advantage of that if your defense shows up. Um, the but the Cowboys That's the, got, key. the Cowboys got a lot of horses, man. They like they got a lot of. Well, they got here's a lot the problem. If you guys and, are ready to do this, if you're cool with moving on from college, here's the thing: we'll hit the Packers now for Frozen Town. I should send them a shout out now. They already dipped. Here's the thing: the Cowboys haven't actually done that well on offense outside of that Washington game recently. They did the same crap mm-hmm. last year 
where they slid on offense and they only scored, they barely scored over 20 in Detroit. They, they didn't score that much against Miami. It wasn't just the scoring though. They can't run the ball consistently. Pollard's okay. Mm -hmm. They ran it on down Washington's throat. That's fine. But they haven't been able to run the ball consistently. And a lot of times their CD lamb are bust. Brandon cooks mm -hmm. can get his sometimes, but, in that Detroit game, man, CD Lamb had almost two hundred. He had like with his rushing, he had two hundred and forty yards, mm -hmm. and they had like three hundred fifty yards as a team. Lamb was two over two thirds of their offense. Like to me, and the dude's special. They're kind of a one trick pony. It's just such a great trick. That's kind of my thought. He, and yeah, that's Lee, coming, he, like he, I could just take my Packers hat trick. off. I just think that's. You gotta I just stop think that's that where we're trick. at. That's the problem. Is like you got to stop. Mm -hmm. You got to stop CD the Lamb. The tough trick. He's he's. I would just CD either commit really to doubling good. him or shutting everybody else down. I just I think if you single him, he's gonna eat. He's just gonna destroy you. Mm -hmm. Is where You'll I'm see at. See that in the playoffs. You'll see it in the playoffs. People people will figure it out in the playoffs. They're not gonna mm -hmm. show their best stuff during the regular season. CD Lamb leads the league in yards after catch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is so just that begs the dude is <laughs> ascended so heavily. Like to me. I think he's right there behind Tyree Kill and AJ Brown. I mean, he's right in that conversation for top receiver in the league at well, this point, especially with the chemistry with Dak. Mm, yeah, I just have to throw out that you know is Dak a system quarterback since his his uh, receivers lead the league in yak? So, well, that that's I, I've been thinking that for years. Like, if Dak really wants a shot at a Super Bowl, AK, don't you think he should? He shouldn't go for sixty mil, man. He's not a sixty. I think he's not even a forty mil quarterback. I think Dak's the reason they lose, to be honest with you, in the playoffs. Mm. I, I think it's Jerry, Let's but go. then it's it's Jerry Jones's crap filtering down through that organization. No, man. I, 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 won't think, hire... I think Dak, Dak, is a, Dak is a good quarterback, not great, in my opinion. Yeah. Watch his accuracy. I've watched him for years because I live near Dallas. And here's where you need to catch the ball. Here's the catch radius. And with Dak, this year he's gotten a little better. I think he actually worked on it for the first time. His, he'll be throwing the ball in a spread. It's like Dak does, the act, me, Dak does everything not good, but to me, this is just me. Dak does everything good, but nothing elite. And yep. in order to in order to carry a team, you have to have elite traits. And I just don't see any elite traits in Dak. He doesn't have elite arm strength that he can over. You know, he can throw seventy yards down the field. He doesn't have elite processing. He doesn't have elite mobility. Like he has good all of those things. He's like he's mobile enough that he can. Get first downs. He's he's accurate hey, enough that you know he can he back can it up. Bench. Run a system. That's but, a great show. You guys should check that out. Yeah, I don't know if, got, if you've seen them. They're awesome. He's got elite cadence. He's got an elite cadence. Very unique. Here we go. I mean, if he's elite at one thing, it actually <laughs> might be being a. <laughs> he said elite cadence. That's great. I like the way he tells the center to snap the ball. Like, <laughs> top of the look, dude. If you're Man. power ranking cadences, Dak is. I mean, he's right there. At the yeah. Top. Yeah. He's if a great teammate. Like maybe we can give him that. Bowls, though, right? <laughs> like Dak would be a five-time champion already. Hey, so me and Ben from Death Taxes and Sports are doing a, a just meta. I think you'll like this in AK and Joe. Um, it's a 30-minute just Packer Cowboy show. And we were talking on Twitter uh, the last few weeks, and I'm starting to kind of feel differently. He was saying Micah Parsons is their best player by far. I'm actually starting to think it's CeeDee Lamb on that whole roster. What do you guys no, think of that? I don't know, man. Michael Parsons is pretty good. The best player he's, on the roster he's is one-dimensional, though. You, <laughs> Aubrey, you kidding me? He's the best player on the roster. <laughs> Until last week. <laughs> I like Michael Parsons, man. 
But Michael Parsons, but you run at him. He's he, not great in run contain, and he kind of don't. He kind of tails off every year in his but he's giving, his but production. He's giving you thirteen and a half, fourteen sacks a season, though, man. Like you know, he's got that's, speed. That's, he's got speed. He's giving you thirteen, Good fourteen point. sacks a season, and like. That's, but what's crazy is he has like ten by like week. He's like ten by like week eleven, and mm-hmm. then he has like three sacks. I could pull it up. He's done this last couple of years. He has mm-hmm. like two and a half to four sacks over the last eight games of the year. He really tails off. But somebody uh, else has got teams to double him. I get that. that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because somebody, somebody, else you know, gotta, somebody else has got to make plays. Demarcus too, Lawrence is that's that guy the, for that line. He he was that guy. Like I don't know. Like I mean, he's still he's still producing somewhat. But to me, like I don't think he's. I don't know. How old is Demarcus Lawrence he, now? Like thirty-ish, but he did wreck in that game. Um, which one? He's was older it? than thirty, isn't he? I could have sworn he's older than thirty. Maybe thirty-one. Pull it up. I think he's, he's older 30. than that. Even. When he when he plays, it okay. Looks so like my all, other key that the that the Packers have done recently, they've been able to. Sorry, I'm gonna kind of other games. I'll I'll dip a little. I'm this is my one. Um. 14 sacks, 64 tackles for Parson. Back it up, binge with the stats. Ah, uh, they just threw that in the comments. He gets, you, he gets you 13. That's a, that is an awesome season, show, man. Like, you Demarcus know, Lawrence is 31, by the way. Season. Yeah, he's a Dolphins fan too. So fins up. Yeah, he's gonna have a fun day this weekend. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk bad about his team. We'll get into that pick in a minute. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. I think, I think the Packers' the biggest key, actually, is going to be if they can keep this Aaron Jones train going. He's had over 100 yards three games in a row. If they oh, can no, keep the Aaron, Jane, Aaron Jones train going, that's huge. Keep <laughs> the defense rested. Keep Dak off the field. Yeah. <laughs> Give the ball yeah. to Aaron I'm, Jones, I, honestly, please. I honestly think we've got a legit shot at this. It just depends on which defense shows up. Because I trust Jordan in, Love now. I really do. We're in NFL. Are we going? Or is this Cowboys-Packers? Are we doing it? This is Cowboys Packers, yeah. Okay, nice. If you I'm want picking, what you can do to actually to get everyone's idea on this, we'll just go around in a circle and basically what your ideas on the games, and then we'll do a prediction to where so that way that each good. one of us can actually say something. I'm so sorry. I jumped oh, on this did. one. I like sat back on the college football thing. I'm sorry. It's like, oh Packers. If somebody else start that I'll hit I'll hit it in a minute. <laughs> Oh, Matt, you want to go? You haven't talked in a while. <laughs> oh, you're good. Uh, yeah. So basically, I, I've talked to you a couple times over the, this past week about what the Packers should do, and it's honestly the best way that you could actually neutralize the Dallas Cowboys is by keeping their offense on the sideline. Pound the rock. Micah Parsons is a game changer, changer as far as on the defense goes, but in reality, he sometimes feels like he's the only one. And you see, to me, Dallas is a finesse team. You punch them in the mouth, mm-hmm. and they're going to wilt. You saw it happen in, in Buffalo where their defense just got – they just pounded them. And it was – it felt like it was kind of over before it even started. And with Dallas – I mean – And that San Fran was, game. San Fran bullied them yeah. too. That's the that's happened twice this season. Well, I mean, three times if you count. Of course. You know, they, yeah, they lost to Miami, who's only beating one team that is over 500 this whole season. What's that? Tell I think you? he's got to be loving this. He's like, Cowboys are going to go down round one. This is great. No, I, I, I'm seriously. And, you know, I, it pound the rock. You know, if you want, you could draw up the safeties. You could draw up the cornerbacks. You could take your deep shots. Then you got the re- receivers to actually do it. 
Uh, test that middle a little bit. Vander Esch is actually a really good middle linebacker, and he's great in coverage. But pound the rock. You got A.J. Dillon coming back. Just play some smash mouth football. Trust me, Dallas will probably wilt a little bit. That's what I really feel. So and I got to just ask you something. It's on your point, mm-hmm. though. Ben was telling me from Death Taxon Sports, he was saying, make Dallas run. I don't know if you can do that, though, on the other side, on the Packers defense. Try to force them to run the ball. I think whenever they actually got rid of Ezekiel Elliott, they'd lost that little bit of physical edge that they had in the running game. I mean, he was kind of washed mm-hmm. up as soon as the ink dried on his brand new contract. I mean, he went from a really durable, yep. tough running right between the tackles running back to Sean mm-hmm. soft. And, you know, you <laughs> look at yep. what he's stood now. I mean, they let him go. They got Tony Pollard, who is a great change of pace running back, but he's not really the guy that you want to run all the time. You do not want to run him through. He hits home runs. He goes outside. He uses his speed, and then he hurt his leg last year. He kind It kind of really felt like he wasn't as dynamic as he was last year, in my opinion. I get it. I agree. Uh, AK, Joe, who, you, who wants to go next? I've already good, done yeah. my part, I feel like. <laughs> um, well, You're like the like, team, dude. I feel like the Packers I feel like the Packers have a really good shot, but I'm gonna go opposite of what Med said though. I think the key for the Packers actually is not to keep Dak off the field. If I'm the Packers, I want Dak on the field because I think you keep Dak on the field long enough, he's gonna make mistakes and he's gonna he's gonna cost them the game. He's the he is the weak link on that team. In my opinion, like as I said, he's good. He's good, not great. Like if you go back and watch the Cowboys playoff games, every playoff game that they've had since they've had Dak, he always makes mistakes. Like whether yeah, except for that Tampa Bay one, that Tampa was the ball at the wrong time um, and not calling it, not sliding and getting a timeout. Whether it's throwing interceptions. Like, whatever it is, like, Dak with the game in his hands is like Chris Weber in the national championship game. Like, he's he's <laughs> gonna, he's gonna call timeout. Chris Weber. Have nice, like, you know, that, that so if I'm or Packers, like, I want JR Smith for getting to like call a timeout or even like just yeah, hold the ball. And like, if, brain if, I'm, fart. if I'm the Packers, I want Dak on the field, I want to put my best corner on, on CD Lamb and double team him. And then I want to basically, I want Dak, I want to force Dak to throw to beat me. I want to, I want to put his, his arm against my defense. That's what you I know. What's funny do. shots. I actually think Tony Romo was a better quarterback than Dak. He had less talent around him heavily. He never had this defense. He had Dez who wasn't CD lamb. He didn't have the offensive line and he never had the running game that Dax had with Zeke when, even when he was a lead. So um, I actually think Tony Romo, if you surround him with all that may have made his Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, he, he can also sling has it. Jake Ferguson and also Brandon Cooks. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I can actually honestly see your point of that argument. Yeah. All right, AK. What's your Dallas just, thoughts, I'm, man? Packers. I'm just looking here at Jordan Love and what he's done the past four games against the defenses he's done it against. I'm trying to get a scheme because he's been on fire against the Panthers, against the Vikings, against the Bears. Bo Melton has got more playing time. He's been Bo they've Melton. been doing this trio of Wicks. Melton and Jaden Reed, man, who I think is our home run hitter. But those are those three receivers. We just got Musgrave back. We had Tucker Craft. I, I watch every Packers game. Um, he just seems to be getting more and more comfortable. Like he just doesn't look like he's bothered out there. Well, his last um, the offensive games, line's gelling too. He's only been 
under 100 for his rating one time, and that was against the Giants. And I'm trying to get a feel yeah, for what. And they is, came back in the second half of that game. Yeah, and it, and what is he and seeing? And the, the Cowboys run like four three nickel, usually one high safety. Um, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to see if that's something that he can. Attack. Joe, man, I feel bad. Um, Joe, that was fun. Okay. <laughs> I don't know I'm how trying, long he had. <laughs> I'm oh, trying yeah, to see. You know, like that's that's the matchup for me. Like they're they're the Cowboys are not. You can try to run the ball, but they're gonna they're gonna try to make Jordan Love throw it. I think. I mean, he's a young quarterback mm-hmm. in his first game, but Dan Quinn, you know, typically likes to use a nickel defense, uh, four three. Mm-hmm. They like to run the single high safety look, um, cover three or cover one, meaning man, which means there's going to be openings if Jordan Love can do it. They're going to have a smaller, I mean, the Cowboys have a smaller defense relatively. So mm-hmm. ideally you'd want to run the, run the rock against them, but can you run the rock? Especially if Hankins is back. I don't know if it, that's a huge one. If Hankins is healthy, cause that's made a role of difference. Cause he's the only space eater they've got on that defensive line. So that's huge. You, and the, um, the, you know, the other thing is Gerard Bland is, I think you can target him. He either gets a pick or gives up huge plays. And it wasn't just in that Seattle game. Like Gilmore's by far their yeah, better they, cover. They corner. kind of pulled off. They've been helping him. They've been helping him though. I think. Yeah, he's, that's he's true. I think they've been chatting. The he got targeted. He got exposed mm-hmm. in the Seattle game by DK Metcalf when they yeah. put him on an island. Because DK his Metcalf defensive player of the year, like Case, just started tailing off. Yeah, I think he's still made right the there. <laughs> his his last few games, Jordan Love, the teams that blitz the most. So he had he played the Bears and the Vikings and the Panthers and the Bucks and the Bucks. And the Vikings and the Panthers are all top 10 in blitz rate. And the Cowboys are just outside the top 10, just below the Carolina Panthers. So if they blitz, Good stats, it leads you to man. believe Jordan, Jordan Love would eat that alive based off his recent trends. And I think Interesting. the speed, and if, if Matt LaFleur is smart, he will motion until the cows come home because that's yeah what, but don't just don't just do Kyle and re- does. don't just do jet sweeps use the motion in different ways hey there we go there you go i'll give you some uh jordan love uh highlights as you uh talk about there we go oh, I love it. so there you go or, uh, yeah, a lot of deep shots over the middle if you haven't noticed Man, is should, a lot of what they do Ryan see the last three that's, plays are look at that Dude, when you're playing, when you if, if you're going single high safety, the the sorry the, we have a storm open, going on. That's why my internet's like uh. the the open part of the field is you get, typically that's awesome. in between the corner and the safety, right? Mm-hmm. It's that it's that hash mm-hmm. to numbers range, and that the Bears film right there showed you they will eat that alive. And those the the Green Bay Packers receivers have a lot of speed, and Matt Lafleur needs to be moving people around, motioning because that gives the Cowboys fits. Right. Fits. That's and the other thing do. that's really, I feel like that's just made our offense so much more dynamic as we got Aaron Jones healthy and we've got a consistent running game to fall back on when we've needed it. Well, you and can move that's of, opened a, up our passing a, game. He's a threat out of the backfield. Yeah. Like, he's great. Like, AJ, Aaron, Dylan, I mean, at his best, actually, he's a really good complimentary back, but that's exactly what he is. He's a complimentary back. He's kind of the opposite of Pollard. He's great for smashing it in the middle when the defense is wearing down. But he's better between the tackles. Pollard actually needs a guy like Dylan, but early downs. That's, I think, one of the reasons why mm-hmm. Pollard hasn't been as effective this year because yeah. there's no one to soften the defense up. Right. But the, 
the the curl flat region of the defense those like i said from the from the hash to just outside the numbers that's where you can eat them alive and if he's doing a lot of motion crossing around stuff like that jordan love will have a freaking field day yeah and I, what uh, jordan love was able to do was actually very impressive because the bears actually run typically a tampa two defense which is supposed to take a year mid-range to long-range uh passes so mm. like you said i mean that's that is pretty impressive he was able to pick them apart like that <laughs> I mean, you got linebackers. <laughs> that's exactly what Matt said they weren't going to do. He, we were talking about this. He said, that's not how you hit us. And then that's how we hit them. And I was like, I was impressed because <laughs> no, he's I, doing I was, it with, he's also doing this with yeah. the receivers that you wouldn't have expected. Everyone thought dubs who did, who got hurt early in that game and Watson, who's been hurt for like, what, I don't know, eight weeks now, six, at least six weeks. He's doing it with Wicks, who I think is a seventh round rookie. He's doing it with Jaden Reed. Who's Jaden been just Reed killing it? He's he's he was yeah, I like him a lot. State. But he's also doing with Bo Melton, who I think is undrafted or seventh round. I don't know. He's either seventh round or undrafted. He's giving me Donald Driver vibes. Right. Seriously, love I love this guy. kid. It's three straight. He's had three straight strong games correlated with Aaron Jones. Bo Melton has, and uh, I like that that he's getting playing time. Honestly, right. Um, All right, those are good. That's good analysis. Yeah, it is. I'm worried about just a little side note. I'm also worried about our kicker. He scares me. So that is one element. I hope it doesn't come down to that at the end. But that's such a big difference in the game. If you miss a couple of kicks, that's a six. Hopefully, it doesn't you know do what point Cody swing. Did with us. Yeah, hopefully not. He's been a little <laughs> shaky. So I mean, my dad was making that a point too. Your anniversary of that? God, double doink. Um, yeah, double doink. Double well, thanks for sit, sticking so long in my Packer game, guys, because I wanted to hit all of them, <laughs> and I had some other ideas. We're already over an hour in, but um, I'm having a blast. So uh, what's uh, score predictions? This thing's That's tough, going, honestly. I think Go it's going to be a little bit score lower score. Well, I wouldn't say lower scoring. I would say probably 31-27. And I I, thinking, actually. I'm going back and forth between the – because it, it really depends on who shows up. If – if Dak goes into Superman mode, it's gonna. I really just think y'all just need to keep the like basically shorten the game. You know, keep. Yeah, that's know, exactly what I want to do. And you I'm know, kind of against Joe on that field. one. No, Joe made a good point, but at the same time, I mean, because Dak does seem tend to chuck choke in the postseason, but I mean, I just think really your best chances are keep them off the field, hit them with like some short intermediate routes every now and then when you get the the defense to come up and everything like that, you hit them deep then. You got the you got the talent. I think we also that. might be able to hit Reed between the numbers and get another the way he played last week against the Bears oh, where he only he's had four catches for like almost 120 yards. Give him the ball in space in that 10 oh, to 15 yard sure. range and he might bust for 40. It's possible even against the Cowboys fast defense. He could it's possible. They want Dak so badly to be the reason they're winning. So they're mm-hmm. they're going to do everything they can to make him the reason they're winning. Yeah, and That's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> there was there was actually a question yeah. that popped up on my Twitter, and we'll go to the next game after this if y'all want. Um, mm-hmm. That said, which team is under more pressure right now, the 49ers or Dallas? And they tried to attribute it Dallas. to the fact that both teams have not won the Super Bowl since night 1994 and 95. And, you know, yeah. right this week, I would say it's the 49ers because we kind of expect them to win the Super Bowl right now. And Dallas, every I would year, say Dallas, though, because they, I think they're going to lose their coach. Well, that's because of their fans. 
their fans every year. You sit there and you listen to them. They're like, oh, how about them boys? It's going to be this year. It's going to be our year. They're and awful. It's, you know, you every hear year. that every year. They're already I mean, calling for McCarthy's job before the games even yeah. started. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're like, <laughs> let's fire them. And I'm like, I don't think they're going to do it. You know, Jerry does not like to get rid of his um, – He's so loyal to a fault. He doesn't want to get rid of Dak. He wants to pay him. And he doesn't want to get rid of McCarthy. He wants to pay him and he wants to keep him because he won a Super Bowl with us. Whoa, um, look at what they I don't, with I don't think he's loyal. I think he's I think he's I mean Jason Garrett. He wants to be right. He he drafted oh, these dudes and he wants to make sure they're right. And that's why he sticks with him. I don't think it's loyalty out of the loyal problem. dude. I think he doesn't he want wants to be to, wrong. Jerry wants to win his way, and that's why he hasn't won his way yet. Because that one mm-hmm. Super Bowl he won after he got rid of Jimmy, they still had they got Dion, and they had the best team in the NFL by a mile. Once they got Dion after yeah. he won that Super Bowl with the Forty Nine ers so well. like you could have won it. with me as the coach; it wouldn't have mattered. Let me see if I get leadership is to have some of the guys that have gone before that uh, have been disappointed. Uh, to share it with everybody involved. For me, it's a reminder. I too have been here 23 years and, uh, it is a reminder. Oh, there goes my awesome internet service right now. By the way, AK, I don't know if we had actually announced this. (laughs) We're, we're playing with names and our logo, but this is actually going to be the beginning of a new show. You're welcome to join too. Oh, there we go. Sorry. So having said that, uh, uh, I want me some glory hope. He wants some go. what? Glory hope. Boy hope? <laughs> oh, no, I'll play it again for you. <laughs> when I heard, saw this clip. Me some glory hope. Wow. Wow. So I have that perspective. There you go. He's got that perspective. Oh, All right. We are, we are PG-13 here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry, oh once I saw that, goodness. I was going to have to actually play this. God, that's great. I'd never seen that. I'm a little sad I never got to see that. That's awesome. It's on my page on Facebook <laughs> streaming. That's good. I like it. <laughs> Love that. Uh, yeah, none of my students are watching right now, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Um, How do you follow I don't, that? I don't Who think any of them actually hopped on this episode, which is good. <laughs> I think love is going to be a force. I think the Packers are going to be a force next year if they can figure out this defense. I agree. So I hope so. I, I'm, I've been bouncing back I, and forth between Packers. I'm going to pick Green Bay. I'm going to just do it. I'm going to go it. a little lower scoring. I'm going to go 27-24. Okay. <sighs> That's good shit. AK, hey, you doing it? it? I I mean, I, I if what are we talking, spread or straight <laughs> Straight up. Just straight, up. Just straight up. Just straight up. Uh, I, th- I do uh, think we have a chance to cover the points, honestly, if I'm being for real. Pick it with my heart right now, but I think it's possible. I think They're beatable. Seattle almost game. almost took them I, out. I, I, yeah, the Cowboys haven't been... Yeah. I I, I want to pick Green Bay uh, so bad because I can't too. stand the Cowboys. There's my dad. I think there I he is. 34-31. 34-31, Green Bay. Mm. Nice. Tom Valenti joining. Thanks, Dad. Nice, man. Um, All right. Any more Packers thoughts? Or you guys, uh, you know what? I've owned the time way too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was very excited. Um, What are y'all? Who wants to pick the next one? I would, I'd like to hit all, all five, six. 
I'm going to go ahead and say, how about we do the game that it just feels like they both are on kind of a slide. We're I'm worried about our kicker Tampa too, Bay Dad. I Philly. agree. Tampa Bay Philly? Ooh, Tampa Bay Philly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a really good one. I'm torn. I threw it up in uh, some Facebook groups. Oh, all um, the NFC games are actually like you sit there and you like scratch your head. You're like, yeah, hey, they cool. are. They're they're no, all upset good. worthy. And isn't Philly so Philly? Oh wow, the spread moved to three, huh? Mm. AK, did you see that? It was one yeah. and a half, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. What's the reason for that? Is there somebody hurt? You know, I, I didn't know, even get to injuries anything. on the Packer game, but I'm doing two more shows on it. So I'll hit it. So uh, uh, oh, this Jalen Hurts finger thing, but then the line the moved he- more heavily for Philly, and AJ Brown is banged up. Have we seen anything from Jalen Hurts' finger? I've been waiting to see on that. I've just seen crooked. questionable on Yahoo right now. That's all I'm saying. It it literally looks okay. like his. I didn't uh, know if his fingers like that. I, yeah, it's not um, broken. Isn't he, it dislocated? He, when when he so this in my realm of what I do for a living. Right. Um, mm-hmm. He held his hand up. It looked like he had mallet finger which is a rupture of one of the tendons here, which causes your middle knuckle to dip and the end of your finger to flex. And if you remember, Russ Wilson had the same injury a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Whenever he had surgery and came back in like four weeks. So I think he has mild finger when I saw the replay. I haven't seen anything confirmed or denied. But if that's on his throwing hand, that's going to be a rough go. I think they can brace it well enough, but I don't know if they can make the bracing low profile. Is it on his throwing hand? I think it's on his throwing hand. You know, I actually like, mm-hmm. I was already starting to like flip my pick. I think I'm I, like, I know we're not getting to the picks yet, but I'm starting to lean Tampa, man. Billy well, looked broken with a healthy Hertz and AJ Brown. Well, I look at the strengths and weaknesses of this game. I'm looking at the fact that Tampa Bay is really good at throwing the ball. They got Mike Evans. They got Chris Godwin. And you got Baker Mayfield, who's just kind of like came on real strong this season. Now, yeah, they've played their worst mm-hmm. two games of the season these past two weeks as far as Tampa they, Bay goes. But I think the offense, yeah. as far as like how their offense is predicated to throwing the ball and the fact that Philly's defense sucks against the pass. I mean, th- last year, the main reason why their defense worked so well is they were able to put pressure on the quarterback. They had four guys that had 11-plus sacks mm. last year. Now they have one. Not this year. And this whenever year. they let yeah. Javon Hargrove go and they're like, well, we got Jalen Carter uh, coming in. You know, yeah, he was he had a great rookie year, but he did not max the, uh, didn't match the production that those two other guys had. Hayson Reddick is the only one that has over double-digit sacks, and the next closest one is six and a half. <clears throat> and doesn't it seem like that defensive line is wearing down? Like, yeah. the, the Jalen Carter started super strong, and not just him, but the entire defensive line has been getting less and less pressure over the last... I mean, I can, I got to pull up the stats, but it just feels that way. I think like they're Jaylen one of the Carter, You're not team. hearing his name as much. But it, it is, it is an, an interesting matchup because Tampa Bay is fairly good against the run, and Philly yes, likes mm-hmm. to run the ball. Uh, Tampa Bay can throw the football. I mean, Rashad White's dynamic too, but yeah. and yes, Philly is. can't stop Especially it. So it's game. like 
Philly, the matchup for this is going to be more than likely relying on the arm of Jalen Hurts and that hand where I think he still has mouth finger and credit and, credit if I'm <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, one of the things that I actually pointed out to Isaac on one of his shows was that whenever I watch Jalen Hurts right now, you know, a lot of people don't really question his arm strength. Now I've followed Alabama and I was a defensive player when I played. But when I look at him right now, I noticed that there have been three interceptions in the past three weeks where they basically undercut him and they were able to pick off the ball. And it just felt like he wasn't really just getting the ball there. I don't know if that I don't, was he really holds on to the strength. ball too long. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I know yeah. what you're saying. He, he hangs on to the ball too they long. Can he's, react. Not, he's not throwing with anticipation. Right. There was a there yeah. was I know it's one of the ones you're talking about was to Quez. What was it? Quez Watkins. Like a deep was Watkins, and well, I think I mean, there was one to Watkins. He was open. Too. He was open yeah. out of the gate, and he waited forever to throw the foot. He won't throw the football. Mm-hmm. And Jalen so, uh, Julian Love, who was with Seattle, I mean, that's what he did with two of the, the two of those interceptions. Is he just undercut him, and he was throwing it to AJ Brown? I mean, dude's a muscle running muscle, and uh, you know he just undercut him and caught him. I mean it. I just, like you said, he holds on to the ball, but also at the same time, you know, can he throw it deep constantly? Mm-hmm. I, was, think were, I think if they were, Hurts and Brown were healthy, I think if they were healthy, I'd pick them, but I just, I, I it, it already didn't play to their strengths. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to like be a little funny for a second, but it's true. Don't really felt like they were crying for help the way they played the last few weeks. Like something's wrong, man. There's, well, they, it's they, not just they, the they fact like that they have the worst. They, they just don't look like they want to play together. They got the Can't worst linebackers in the league, even with Shaq Leonard. Their pass defense sucks. <laughs> they can't rush the passer. They, they're they getting away from their strength on offense, which is running the ball, and it's not even that great of a strength anymore. There isn't anything they do that's even elite. I could just look at the stats, but when you watch the team, there looks like there's something wrong, and I think it's more than just Super Bowl hangover, or it's just a really bad lingering one. But... Uh, they should not well, be this way with this much talent on offense and some of the talent they have on D. And well, um, even on defense, you really look at what they were at all season long. I mean, from the start to the even now, they their defense terrible. wasn't there. And the I mean, they struggled sucks. with the they st- struggled against the Vikings near the beginning of the season. And I want to say this is when yeah. Kurt Cousins was having his issues, and yeah. it just seems like. They just, as far as their defense, they took a massive step backwards. I mean, that they lost Jalen, uh, Javon Hargrove, and T.J. Edwards, Bearson Edwards, and I mean Gardner those Johnson. two, yeah. And I mean, it's just they also. They, I think they lost someone on their offensive line too. I can't. They remember played who. earlier this year. You remember that? Oh Monday, no Monday, way! They did Monday night game. Philly won 25-11 in Tampa. Oh, they and dominated Philly, them. Philly ran. I mean, they were very balanced that game. Um, Jalen Hurts did have two picks that game. Yeah. Uh, and another thing is, is that Tampa Bay has one of the youngest teams. I didn't even know that. They only got two guys yeah. on the on the starting defense that are thirty years old. Yeah, DeAndre Swift ran wild against them. Yeah. Yeah, that was yards. when he he was pounding it. I yeah. just their offensive line isn't even getting the same push. And AK kind of hit it earlier, but. Philly's only real strength on D is they can stop the run, and Tampa doesn't even want to run. And Tampa's the worst team in running the ball in the league. As yeah. good as Rashad White is, it's not running the ball. He averaged like 3.6 yards a carry this year. He, he almost, had almost 1,000 yards. Almost 1, 000, he's a receiving yeah. threat. Huh? 
Yeah, I was going to say he had almost 1,500 yards. I think he had just over 950, 960 rushing, and then like over 500 receiving. Almost over, I think like 550 receiving or something like that. But like over, like like a decent chunk yeah. of it was receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, this feels like a bad matchup for Philly, even if they were healthy, even though they beat him earlier this year. They well, a key stat again. I go back. Also, is go ahead. Oh, I was just going to go back to the blitz hard. rate again. The blitz yeah, rate. The Vikings. Right. The Vikings played close. The Bucks played him close. The Giants were all over them, and those the Vikings and the Giants blitz all the time, and they have given Philly fits. So mm-hmm. I would expect Tampa Bay to just blitz, blitz, blitz again because Hurts holds on to the ball. Yes. So Tampa Bay's defense is the key. Here. I think they can take this. Yeah. If this. No, if, no. It, it's just if if his if his fingers oh, messed yeah. up, and AJ Brown if he's not a hundred man, like they're so top heavy with their talent right now that like AJ Brown has been making that offense. You got Reed Blankenship questionable. You got AJ Brown questionable. You got Jalen Hurts questionable. That scares the hell out of me right there. Mm-hmm. And Sidney Brown's out. The Bucks don't have any real injuries except I guess mm-hmm. Baker tweaked his ankle. Um, that that scares me too. And their tackles questionable. That's it. And uh, a Richard stat that I actually looked up when we were doing, when you joined me and Seth on Marsha was that Richard White, if the Bucks actually give him the ball 23 times or more, they were five and no in the lat. And when they there went on go. that whole run. And I, and think I watched they, it against the Packers. Yeah. I mean, 23 touches. Yeah, exactly. You saw what, <laughs> what he can do. If they actually just dumped, I had him in fantasy. He dumped the ball off to him in space and just Rundo. watch a meet. And with Rundo. Evans and Godwin, they, they can destroy mm-hmm. you on offense when they're rolling. Yep. So what are y'all thinking? I think Tampa wins, and I think it's actually by like 10 or more. I don't trust I Philly. I think they're going to win 27-17. I'm going to pick the Bucks. I'm going to go 24-17 mm-hmm. Bucks. Yeah, I don't think it's... well. I'd go 28, 24 bucks. Hey, quick, real quick. Patty Ice. I score. Love you, man. I was reading. All right. Sorry. He was was the guy that was my other co-host. So. Nice. Um, You want to do that last NFC game, guys? They did do X-rays. And he is a bucks fan. I really like that. X-rays were... They they were negative on his finger, but that's not going to show any ligament or soft tissue. Damage. No, they're He's not. He's going to be wearing a glove. I, I bet, I bet you. I, I'm telling you, he tore a ligament in his finger. He tore he tore a tendon in his finger. And he already had problems getting the ball down the field. <laughs> that's tell, not going to help. I'm telling you, they are going to help, no... man. And I'm just smelling like... upset city in all three NFC games. I really am. Yeah. Seriously, I'm smelling it. Way, I think the Rams. Way, way to foreshadow your next pick. <laughs> Yeah, lead us in. Don't you guys think though? Seriously, like I just got a problem with Detroit's defense. Like Detroit, what at their best is probably. I'm gonna shock you. I think they're the best contender. This the winner of this matchup is the best contender to the 49ers this year because the Packers are too young and I don't trust Dallas. Unless Dallas gets pissed off and wakes up, I can't see them going to San Fran. The if there was a challenger to to the 49ers, the NFC, and I don't think there is a legitimate one. It's going to come out of this game, the Lions-Rams. And my problems with the Lions, I trust Stafford over Goff heavily, 
that's, um, that's to the shots. Yeah, I like it, man. I like the comments thing during the show. It's really smart. And my dad said something about Lamb earlier. I'd, I'd put Valentine on him. I actually like the way Valentine's been yeah, playing. I saw we can that. get into that more later. Um, here's my problem. I don't trust Goff. And if Aaron Donald, they could find a way to get pressure. I don't love this Rams D, but if they could find a way to get pressure on Goff, that would completely change the game. And neither defense is elite, but Kyron Williams, man, the it's weird. The Lions' rush D is great, but are they really going to be able to slow down Kyron Williams? Because this guy's just been eaten, man, when he's been in. They're 10th, and he missed. How many games did he miss? He missed like six? He missed yeah, a healthy he missed chunk. It was in. Yeah, at least four, because I think he was on IR. Yeah, he was on IR, man. So it I just like legit. I think the Rams have got the horses to do this. Both teams mm-hmm. do, but the Sam Laporta thing really kills the Lions. That's a huge yeah. loss for them if he misses this game. And like yeah. Campbell's gonna get some okay. flack for playing him. I just um he is questionable. I saw that. They don't have any ability to big injuries. It just feels like a game Stafford can easily win. And I actually think the Lions defense, even though they've been playing better against the run, um, and I like the Lions. I'm not trying to shade on them. I'm a Packers fan, but I respect what they've done this year. Um, <laughs> I think this Rams team is... They only lost the one game to Baltimore in overtime on a freaking... That's the one way the Rams could get screwed in this game is on special teams. Their special teams is trash. <laughs> But they won. They're hotter than Green Bay. Um, the Lions actually have been really up and down. If you look at them, they destroyed Denver, but they should have. They lost to Chicago after they should have lost to Chicago, and they lost to us on Thanksgiving. Since Thanksgiving, they lost that stupid Dallas game in a close one. They barely edged out Minnesota twice, um, and the Rams have been the best team in the league over the second half of the season. So long-winded story. I'm going Rams. The the Lions don't the Lions are really good against the run. They're t- mm. terrible against the pass. You would yep. conventional wisdom would tell you that Matt Stafford's gonna have a pretty big game if they're if they're going to win. Um I will push back on the yeah, I would so if you're playing DraftKings, play Stafford. <laughs> I would yeah. I would push You'd back. Play, on would this. you play Stafford this week? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, especially with revenge like, he just game. He's gonna eat. Nakua might have like 150 in a touch or two, and Cup might have 100 plus. Ex- expect the Lions to run the ball a billion times. I'm I'm telling mm. you right now, that's what they're gonna oh, do. Oh yeah, the Rams, absolutely. Rams, that's gonna be the, the Rams' only way defense to win. is middle of the road against everything. Yeah, so, they really are on defense. This and what's me, crazy, me, a lot of people didn't expect that. But yeah, True. no. I mean, it's better than expected. They're ahead of schedule. This, Weirdly, yeah, they, little, they shouldn't be this good. And then they hit on some players, and it's changed their fortunes. This little oh, winning the players that you... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Okay. So what I was going to say is, like, some of the players they actually hit on and everything was Kobe Turner and Brian Young, both players they got in the third round. Kobe Turner has nine sacks. Mike potentially be your defensive rookie of the year this year. I mean, he's that important to this team. And then you had Brian Young, who was from Tennessee, and he's just been kind of murking it as well. I mean, the defense has been really good. I'm really surprised. I think they were 13 and 13 last time I checked with 
points for and point uh, yards against. But you know, whenever you look at this, uh, Jared Goff. I mean, yards. I've never... They're twentieth right now, but they're twelfth in rushing. Right now? Okay. Yeah, they're twentieth so, in passing and total, but they're up to twelfth in rushing, which isn't bad actually. Yeah, that's I mean, actually it's that's like, solid. It's not like their defenses. It's not like Detroit where they're just abysmal. Like they're just yeah. solid. Yeah, Detroit's second in rushing and twenty seventh in passing, <laughs> and that's why I'm like Stafford's just gonna eat, man. Yeah. Especially with Nakua. I mean, dude. Came I mean, look at what nowhere. Dak did. Like Stafford could just do what Dak did to the Lions and just feed one guy, but he's got two guys, and yeah. it, it's going to be a field day. You can't just you can't double well, one. The other one's going to destroy it. There's really two, three of them if you really think about it. They don't have yeah. This Cooper Cup. Demarcus Robinson's been having having himself some days. Things. I'm like I'm thinking of two two Atwell. I mean, he's two two Atwell as well. So they've got so, I mean, weapons galore. I this is a bad matchup for uh in that respect for the Lions heavily because it it's even worse than Dallas because they got they can spread it. And we've talked about this before. Golf is one of those players that you don't know exactly what you're going to get whenever he goes out on the field. I mean, right now he's yeah. uh, wanting that new tr- contract where he's making 50 million a year, so you know that's going to be also kind of a distraction for the Lions as it is as as well. And whenever he actually gets pressure, remember the Super Bowl where he folded like a cheap lawn chair? I can actually see <laughs> him doing it in in this game because really and truthfully, this was they kind of struggled towards the end because a lot of people at the beginning, there was no pressure on them. This was a division that they were supposed to win this year. Well, the Packers weren't there is really also the revenge element. There, there is the revenge element. Both guys want to stick it to their former team. And I think, I it's actually think you're going to see a decent day out of golf. golf than it is for Stafford. Stafford wanted to yeah. actually get a chance at a Super Bowl. Golf got was just, unfortunately the person that was the bystander that got the ax. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they he threw fit. him out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're like, we're done. He was you. pissed. You can't. Stafford, like, I'm out of here. They threw golf yeah. out. Yeah. They were like, so, I mean, you can't, you can't score in the Super Bowl at all with yeah, this team. Exactly. Deuces. Time to go. Goodbye. And, you know, to Detroit's credit, they actually made a good situation out of one that a lot of people kind of were like raising eyebrows at. Why would you go for golf? But he mm-hmm. has turned it around. He's done pretty well 